Hola, it is the end of Money March, you guys. I'm so excited that you guys have joined us on this journey with us. And we have an amazing guest to end March, and that is Tiffany, the Budget Nista. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the antidote of shame is voice, identifying a financial accountability partner in your tribe, how to talk finance in your relationship, whether that's your lover in your life or your business partner. Why you need four accounts. Why it's okay to pay certain bills late. And how you can get debt collectors off your back. And why the only way to make a change in a community is through the woman. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure you follow the Budget Nista. Make sure you join our Patreon because in April we are going to be going on a money journey with you guys. We're, we're, we're stepping up. We're holding ourselves accountable for this last month and are going to be doing monthly Zooms with our community, checking in on our financial health, literacy, wholeness. Make sure you go to patreon.com backslash goodmomsbadchoices. Enjoy. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. We're so excited because this is the last episode of Money March. It's been a wonderful March. I hope you guys have been leveling the fuck up. Taking, feeling wealthy. Feeling wealthy, feeling rich, walking on money like Linda said. Yes. Surrounded by money. Just just money everywhere, all over. Money flows abundantly to you. I hope you've been you know, repeating that, the affirmations that we've been sharing weekly. Um, I hope that you've been signing up for all the different courses where you can um, level up on your financial literacy. It doesn't have to be scary. We don't need to navigate in the space in fear anymore. We are not doing that. We are done with those days. It's over. And on that note, let's pull, let's pull this tarot card. Okie dokie, shuffle queen. All right. Six of Pentacles. Hmm, very interesting. The Six of Pentacles appear, appears to be a man in a a wealthy red coat. A wealthy red coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it it's says. Very wealthy. You may be like you may be like the wealthy man in this card, hmm. sharing your wealth and abundance with others. Ooh. Yeah, he is. He's in a red robe, handing out coins to two beggars who kneel at his feet. In his hand, he holds a balanced scale representing fairness and equality. And this card reflects a state of financial security and generosity. You can generously use your wealth and abundance for the benefit of others. But it also speaks to receiving generosity and the feeling of relief that accompanies much-needed assistance. Um, the Six of Pentacles is a card giving and receiving. Sometimes you are not the giving end. Other times you may be the receiving end. It's an ongoing cycle of life, and this card serves as a reminder that the balance can change at any time. Even if you're surrounded by wealth, there will be times when you need help when you need help and support of others. So be generous with your resources as you may need the support in the future. Um, you may be like this wealthy man in this card, sharing your wealth and abundance with others. You have accumulated great wealth and are now in a position to offer financial assistance to those in need. You give generously through charitable donations, tithing, or fundraising, and enjoy the good feelings 
associated with helping others, even if you are not financially wealthy. You offer up your time, energy, love, and support to those who are in need, knowing it will be appreciated. Giving of your time or wisdom is often just as spiritually fulfilling as giving away money or gifts, and the intangible gift of your presence is received just as well. Um, you may also be inclined to make a loan to someone on the premise that they will eventually pay you back once they're back on their feet. This is a loan built on trust and good faith. Knowing that you give something away, it will come back to you. Mm, I was going to say that. I was going to say that uh, this feels like that, like, recic- what is the word I'm looking for? Cichlid? <laughs> what? This feels like cyclical. Cyclical. Like like what you give, you receive back. Like it's it's like it's a, a it's an ecosystem right. like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like it's you're not you're not giving away money in fear because you have trust with the people that you are sharing your wealth with and hopefully you have are creating a space and a tribe, a money tribe really of people that you know that you can trust to give to and receive from without shame, guilt, or, you know, the possibility that motherfucker might not pay you back. Symbio- symbiotic. 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 Um, this is so appropriate for this episode and for the end of Money March because it really says that um, think about how you can financially support your family or friends in a way that encourages them towards self-sufficiency. So I feel like we have try to take power and finances ourselves and as and as a result we're giving it to our our community and helping hoping that you guys jump in and like give this gift to your family and your friends and we've had to reach out to friends and ask them to help us start this journey um so shout out to our guests today and for everyone this month who's you know really come and helped us and help us help our community and it's what is the word again (laughs) Symbiotic. It's symbiotic, and I'm so grateful. So, okay. We, we're on our witch shit, okay? I don't <laughs> care. Nobody says. I've been going on dates like I'm a witch. And it's true, okay? Because I'm also, I may not be a shuffler, but I am a tarot card reader through biddytarot.com. <laughs> well, on that note, I'm so excited. I want to introduce our guest, our last guest of Money March, is Tiffany the Budget Nista, your favorite financial educator. Welcome, Tiffany. Hey, Mila. Hey, Erica. Thank you for having me. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to get financially educated. (laughs) Me me, Me too, because I mean, I've been really honest this month about my financial, my finances. And like, I, I don't, I, in the past, I've had a lot of anxiety around finance. I've had a lot of anxiety around budgeting I just don't want to I don't want to look at my bank account like I just want to ignore it and act like it doesn't exist and like be be surprised when I'm like you know not in the negative I'm like oh okay well we're good um and I I want to stop living in that space of um anxiety how are we gonna be business partners bitch I know (laughs) like oh no (laughs) fuck we're gonna we're not well Well, together that's why we're here right now yes I do I'm I'm starting to feel way better every episode this month with every new person that's helping us um I took your test today and and that shit gave me anxiety even the questions I was like oh okay okay so so what level of financial wholeness have you currently achieved there's no judgment Okay, well, we both took it, and we're the same person. Okay. 30%. Definitely That's not a, bad. It's it like a fail. That, like, it's a, it's, no, honestly, it's a start. 
that you that means that you have some things that you're working on as it relates to financial wholeness but there is room for improvement but quite honestly there's going to always be room for improvement and financial wholeness is really kind of like a rolling aspiration because financial wholeness at 22 is not the same financial wholeness as 32 is not the same as 42 so even you even let's just say you would say you were 100 percent five years from now you might be at 50 percent because you know you've got um you know you're you're you've got another child or you started another business so honestly 30 percent means that you're in the game even if you had zero percent the fact that you took it tells me tells me all that i need to know that you are ready to go to the next step we definitely are and if you, you guys are listening make sure you go to thebudgetnista.com and take her financial holist quiz so you can find out your score i want to I well want no you guys... it said it said um get good with money.com like halfway oh. down the page oh get good with money.com sorry <laughs> get good with money.com wait i'm looking on your website right here that's where i took it oh it must be honestly my team could have put it all over this is possible they have it's it all everywhere over well. I gotta, you do I have a good team a she got a good, got team, a good right? team you <laughs> covered on every you every, every website babe <laughs> must take tests <laughs> um but i want to know like dm us your scores don't you know maybe you don't like you don't have to post them i know on, at the on end it says, it says screenshot it and post it i'm like i'm not posting this <laughs> everybody know my business that i'm over did, here did you, see the gift, the did you see the gift of the yeah. singer who was like it's okay, it's I, okay. Did. I, did. I was like <laughs> at least she said it's okay <laughs> um so we usually start our episodes off with an affirmation and i would love if you could share an affirmation mm. to you know Get us ready and get ready to confront confront ourselves. Confront ourselves. Confront ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my affirmation is that shame is a liar. Shame will tell you that you are the mistake, not that maybe you've made a mistake. And I want you to remember that when it comes to shame, that it um, it grows. And when you are solitary and you are quiet and you keep things to yourself, the only way. Um, to get rid of shame, the only antidote to shame is voice. So shame is a liar, and the antidote to shame is voice. Mm. So you have to tell someone. Mm. Shame mm. is a liar, and the antidote to shame is, is voice. voice. You know what? Mm. I wholeheartedly feel that and receive that, and in so mm. many ways, not even in just finance. I think because, you know, me and Mila started this podcast and, you know, there's so much shame involved in womanhood yes. and motherhood and using our voices has really mm -hmm. yes. like taken away so much shame in my life. It really has. It and really to be has. able to apply that to also my finances. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Right. I didn't even consider yeah. how I do feel shamed in my finances. And it's something mm -hmm. I would never discuss. And it's something I always avoid in conversations. And like, and and don't, don't use your voice and just like, I'm like, oh, yeah. let's not talk about that. And Why are we talking about like, that? Honestly, shame is like, yes, look at her quiet. Shame is getting down and make the style. Your knees like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> she will stay right where she is. Right. <laughs> but but here's the thing. So the, using your voice just means that you want to find a safe space. So for me, it's my best friend, Linda. Like when I went through, I went through so much with my finances in 2008 during the recession. I lost my my job. I, I went through a, um, a scam that left me $35,000 in credit card debt. I, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, I was ashamed because I was just turning, um, I was like in 2009 is when I lost my job. I was just turning 30. And um, I just remember being like, yo, I have to move back home to my parents' house in my middle school bed, size medium, a small medium for those uninitiated, right? 
So I remember feeling so much shame that I was not calling my friends. I was not hanging out. I wasn't anything like my support system because I didn't want to admit that I felt like a shame told me that I'm a mistake, not that I made a mistake. So I didn't want to tell anyone. And, you know, but you know, when you got a bestie, she's like, I wish you would stay quiet for weeks. You tried it. So Linda was like calling, 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 coming by the house, calling, calling. So finally I, you know, I picked up and she's like, how are you? I'm like, you know, try to fake the fuck. I'm fine. <laughs> and she was like, girl. And then I just started boohoo crying and I told her everything. I had lost everything. I'd lost my, my, um, my, my job, my condo, how much I, I owed all this money in student loan debt and credit card debt. And I didn't know how I was going to manage. And she was like, is that it? That was, she was my safe space. Cause she was like, girl, we're all broke. Take a look around. <laughs> like she was like, honestly, Tiffany, we're just turning 30 soon. Right. Everyone's been broken in their twenties, but you. Right. <laughs> you so late. You late to the party. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the party. Yes. And We've literally, been like, how I'm laughing now is how I was laughing because you see what she did because I was so ashamed because I was like keeping it to myself. Remember, I told you, shame loves it when you keep it to yourself. Shame loves it when you don't use your voice. Shame loves it when you're quiet about what you're fearful of because shame had told me it's just you, girl. You're the mm. only one. Look at you. I mean, you it probably. Do you think that maybe you have started to identify yourself too as like the the, the friend that had it yes. all together, right? And of like, course. So like, yeah, you're like, oh, I missed that party. I didn't do that part, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. about that, but you know, and and then suddenly you're like having to face. Okay, I'm 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 not the exception I'm, to the rule, you know. Yes, it it, it humbled me, which I needed honestly, because I was kind of feeling myself. Um, and, but also it reminded me that like everybody makes mistakes. It's part of it. Michael Jordan doesn't score. Well, he didn't score every single night. LeBron doesn't win every single night. Like this is part, this is human. Like I'm not, it's not something to be ashamed of. I was literally going through a human ex like experience where sometimes mistakes are made and you learn from them and you grow. Mm -hmm. And so I'm way, I'm way easier on myself. I give myself the space and the grace to grow, but also too, what it let me allowed me to be is, um, to me, what I was created to be, I was created to teach, but a really good teacher is an even better student. Mm -hmm. So I had to go through so many, so much of what I went through in order for me to become, um, an amazing student and the amazing teacher. And that's why I started the budget Nista. That's why I wrote get good with money. You know, I started this whole movement because I knew what it felt like. I learned from it and I took all of that knowledge and how it felt because women especially need that, like all that knowledge and how it felt and that mindset shift. And then I poured into, into, into the women that I serve. That's amazing. I mean, I think a lot of times too, just based on the patriarchy, you know, like we haven't always, women haven't always have not felt empowered to, mm -hmm. you know, be in like to be to understand their finances, to get in front of mm -hmm. them. They've, they've, we've often allowed the man to kind of control, like, okay, y'all handle it, yeah, well, I'll handle this. Um, but mm -hmm. obviously, times have shifted, things have been changing, there's so many empowered women, and like, I think the pandemic really also sh sh shined a light on how important it is to know what the fuck is going on over mm -hmm. there. What are we doing? What are we spending money on? Wait, mm -hmm. how much am I paying? I didn't even know I was... I didn't even know that I was paying the subscription for the last, you know, two years, $10 mm -hmm. out of my account. I mean, it's small, but like little things like that, that kind of add up. You don't look at your bank statement. I know for me, like I don't look at my bank statement monthly. It gives me anxiety. Oh my God, but me when too. I ever I have, I for sure every time you find some shit that charges, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then, <laughs> I, what is this? 
Yes. But then God forbid you call the bank. I've literally sat, the last time I attempted to be responsible, I called <laughs> and I was on hold for like 90 minutes. I was like, this is the setup. This is what they do. I can't even dispute Anxiety this shit. growing and building and growing. I was like, fuck Honestly, it. That's why one of the things, one of my, um, one of my, so I have 10 steps to financial wholeness. And one of my steps to financial wholeness is, um, it's step number nine, which is um, uh, your money team. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but the thing is, your money team is not just like a potentially like an accountant or maybe like a financial advisor. It's also an accountability partner. Because mm. I believe that women, especially, work best in community. Right. Girl, we all so, about the tribe over here. <laughs> literally, mm -hmm. I remember when things were really, really scary for me. Like you know, when I lost my job and everything, I used to have Linda come over and all the envelopes that were pink and red, which means, girl, you owe us. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, Linda, Linda, open it, open it. What does it say? What does it say? <laughs> And she'd be like, oh, this one's not that bad, girl. It says it's $200, girl. Don't, okay, next one. Okay, you know, we, we gonna make it. So it, but having her be the intermediary, because I was like, those envelopes would have sat forever and ever. But girl, having an accountability partner. Who's gonna be my Linda? I know, me. You girl, can't, you're, you, no, you can't be my Linda. I, well, we can. We can just open each other's mail, because I avoid mail, too. <laughs> we, look, I need someone who's getting, like, 60% on the financial wholeness test to be my Linda. Oh, okay, well, we don't no. I don't need you. I'm gonna get Ashley to do it. accountability partner is just someone who is working on their finances as well. With You're you. like, okay, the best fine. financial advisor. So, oh, right? no, so I'm back Just in. be like, I wanna do better. And I'm going to provide a safe, non-judgmental space for you. That's it. They don't have to be some perfect. It's actually better that they're not financially perfect because you guys are supposed to be growing together because you're holding them accountable and they're holding you accountable. Just a safe space for you to work through your financial wholeness plan. Yeah. I mean, even even with my friends who I know are financially off better than me, like these are quite, these are definite thing, definitely conversations I avoid. Mm -hmm. And definitely like when I am going or have gone through things, I'm like, I'm not talking to these bitches because they don't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, never mind. And just like really like harboring on it alone and in shame, you know, like mm -hmm. sweating profusely and like, really scared as an adult and that is scary and even you having this conversation as a woman like I remember first of all the conversation didn't come up a lot in my household I remember like certain conversations when like shit went bad like my dad lost his job I'm like you guys we're gonna be poor and I, I remember even being like in high school thinking I don't have time for this I can't wait to find a rich husband and make the dinner that was what I was like I'm gonna be great at cleaning the house and making the dinner I just want someone to take care of me and as of, like now life has knocked at my door and I'm a single ass mom and it's like bitch no one's gonna take care of you you gotta take care of somebody else and honestly I can't even imagine you living that life honestly I was adamant about it <laughs> when I was 14 I was like fuck all that so I that, but I'll say this like let's just say even if because this happens right let's just say you found a rich husband he's like a neurosurgeon and he's amazing and then he goes outside and gets hit by a car boom you know, the not darkness. that he cheats, not that he leaves, but I'm just saying that, like, women, even if you are, you know, that you have someone who does take care of you, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've always said there's no judgment however you navigate money, but it's still so important for women to know how to navigate because, like, what if, like, for example, my husband, um, I want to say, like, a year into us dating, he had an aneurysm. Mm. And, like, so for those who don't know, aneurysm is, like, when, like, a, a vein in your um, brain. Um, so think about, like, you know, when you blow a balloon and sometimes it's a little soft spot, so it like pokes out a little bit more. And if you keep blowing it, that's usually the part with, that pops in the balloon first, and that's why the balloon pops. Mm. So your 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 um your vein is similar to that, and there's a soft spot in the vein. So as blood is rushing through, you know, if it if the blood um if there like maybe the flow of blood is too great, it can pop that part of your vein, of your and part, then literally right. you're bleeding in your brain. And yeah, honestly, hemorrhaging. most people don't survive it. Mm. 
So they found his aneurysm early because he tripped and he fell and he hit his head. And they were like, wait, your head's fine, but bruh. Because aneurysms are silent killers. Do you have an aneurysm? I Meanwhile, know. I've heard, I know a few yeah. people that have died, like, in the shower. Yes, like, same. Just, yes. Yeah, so like, why, it seems so, random. It, it, exactly. So it's like, so thankfully his didn't burst. That's not how they found it. But during that time, like, what if, and I actually was, like, I so at first, because we'd moved in together and he was paying all the bills. And then all of a sudden, he couldn't work for, like, six months. And so it really fell on me. So I, I didn't know this, but, like, Yo, when you file for like disability, all this stuff, some of that stuff didn't literally come. The money didn't come in until he was actually back to work. Mm. So it was like, even like he's this great boyfriend. He used to pay all the bills. He was amazing, you know, as I was building the budget Nista. But now all of a sudden it fell on me because not because he was cheating or whatever, or he left me, but because of this random like aneurysm. And so I just always remind women, no matter what stage you're in, no matter whether you are, you know, a lady who lunches. Or a lady who makes lunch. <laughs> Either way. Right, right, right. <laughs> Either way, you got to be about your business and your money because you just never know. And, and so that brings me to kind of what I want to, you know, get into today and talking about, you know, how as parents can we budget better? And, you know, some of us are single parents. Some of us, some of us are married. And, you know, I was reading on your Instagram, like having that conversation, like having that Having that conversation with yourself about what your budget is, like actually looking at your finances, but then also like having that conversation with your partner. Like how do you have a conversation with your partner? Like if you're just starting, maybe you just moved in with your your boyfriend or maybe you just got married and like you didn't have the conversation because you've been avoiding it, but you know it needs to be had. Like, when do you have it? Like if you've dated someone for years and when you're about to move in, do you have it? Or do you figure that shit out before you move in because you want to know what you're moving in with? I remember being in college or like maybe a little bit after college and I was dating this girl who was like much older than me. She had owned a house. She had a good job. She worked at University of Phoenix. And she was like, how's your credit? And I was like, what the fuck kind of adult <laughs> conversation? <laughs> Like, Are you sure her name wasn't Bajanisa? Because I literally asked my husband that, like, week one of date, and I was like, oh, this is cute. Um, your credit score? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And I was offended. Because <laughs> his was low, too. He was like, I don't know. I was like, well, uh, Credit Sesame knows. You want to take a look? <laughs> Not Credit. So all I need is your social, your right. date of birth. <laughs> Real quick. So I say that if you're dating for fun, you know, you guys, you know, like this person, you know how sometimes you date, you're like, oh, I like this person, it's fun. But if you really think to yourself, this is going to be a more serious partnership, whether it doesn't have to be marriage, it just means like a more serious partnership, then that's when you should start having the financial questions because it's likely that their finances are going to affect yours, you know? And so even if you're going to do the Oprah Stedman thing, you know, you know, so, um, so for me, I knew because by the time I started dating my husband, I was 34, we had dated briefly in our twenties. But then I was like, oh, I mean, the streets need me. So I need to be out here. <laughs> I need to be out Gotta here go. having a good time. Right? And then, BRB. Because, yeah, right? you know, you're 20. I was like, girl. You're like, they were calling. Like, yes. So then by the time we met again in my mid-30s, I was ready to settle down. And um, so I knew that. So that's why I asked him about his credit score. Because honestly, by then, I kind of had made this list about like what I wanted in a man. And I remember he was such an awesome like boyfriend then. And... And so when we started dating again, I was like, oh, wow, he's still really awesome. You know, even if we don't get married, this is, I want this to be a serious relationship. And so I asked him right away. So once you know that, you can start asking like things, you know, like, I mean, I asked about credit, but you don't have to. A great way to introduce financial conversation into your relationship is to introduce it around a goal. So one of the first things, like, you know, the credit thing was like a lot. But after that, like he saw that I like to travel 
And I remember he was like, yo, we should go on a vacation. And I said, okay, let's start saving together. Not in the same account, but like, let's start like, you know, like a saving plan. Like you open up a specific savings account just for um, trips. And then I have my trip account. And then like, you know, every pay period, we check on our, our accounts together. And so that's a great way to start that, that conversation because it's not stressful. We're, we're talking about vacay here. You know, but you get a gauge on how they navigate because if every two weeks when you're checking, your account is growing and theirs isn't, now you're like, okay, maybe this is someone who's not a saver and that's okay. Because my husband was not. I was like, bruh, how many times? You You know? So I realized that for him, I said, okay, he's not a natural saver, but I got a trick. I was like, babe, go to HR and tell them, put some of your money in your regular checking and some of your money in your trip savings account. And so when they started doing that, so you see what I mean? It wasn't for me to judge. I wasn't looking for someone who's financially perfect, but let's just say I said to do that and we we talked about it and then he didn't. And then it was just this, this buildup of other activity like that, that wasn't conducive to being strong financially. Then I might worry. But once he did that, he started saving, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we Mm -hmm. talked about credit after that. And so, like I said, opening the gates with something that both of you guys find amiable, that you're not going to, no one argues over having an amazing vacation. Of course we want to. So make that your first goal collectively uh, together. And then that way you can see how that person navigates with their money and then go from there. I think that's such great advice that I wish I would have had 10 years ago. I also feel like it's, I feel like it's a form of foreplay because I, I, you know, like it's such a something that I have such anxiety over because I'm not doing it alone but I realized like even in our partnership obviously we're just we're best friends and we're business partners but like when me and Erica start to see progress in our business and like progress and like we have a money we have an account together is the first person I've ever had an account with same I've never even had an account with the boyfriend yeah so we're like this is my boyfriend we share an account like should we use the card babe Uh, we're we're, we're taking the kids on vacation together um I love but in this weird like non-sexual way it makes my pussy wet <laughs> because i'm like yeah baby let's get this fucking money you know yes. and we can hit goals together and i feel like when yes. you can do that with any type of partner especially yes. in a marriage or in a partnership it, it kind of makes you see like it, it makes you see that you can you can check off goals together you can get to yes. places together and it, you can have a nice vacation you can do that thing and it's just like once you overcome that part of the shame we need to do that. We need a vacation fund for the kids. We do. I love that. I honestly, and honestly I, just, I love I that you guys decided. do that together. I've because to your point, um, Mila, to your point that like what you're really doing is you're exercising that part of your financial brain. Because if you could do that with Erica, then it's like, oh, I could do that with this person. And right. then maybe I could do that with this. You know, so remember I said before you were like, you gave me my accountability party with your 30%. No, she's <laughs> oh, the perfect accountability bitch, party. I am you already, already found your... You already found your safe space and you guys are actually doing like kind of like these extended activities together. It's a perfect place to practice being financially whole together. So that way it radiates out because one thing we've learned, I'm sure you've learned as an adult, is how you show up one way is how you show up other ways. So if you can show up financially responsible with Erica and get better and better, then you will be able to show up more financially responsible in your own life and then your extended life. And I love the tip of HR because I think a lot of people don't know that you can do that, you know, that you can utilize your the HR department of wherever you're working yes. and they can allocate your money for you. So, you girl, I call it the budget it. without the budget. Right. So I told them because like so like inside the book, Kick It With Money, literally there's a section that says how to budget without budgeting. And so like so I'll give you the tea. What I said, I'm like, you need four counts two checking, two savings. 
So mm-hmm. checking number one is for your spending. This is where you um, you attach your debit card so you can swipe like swipe or no swiping, right? Mm-hmm. Checking account number two is for your bills. Having a separate mm-hmm. checking account, especially for parents, is going to be critical. So you want to, because you want your bills account to not have a debit card. Because when you know when you're swiping, you want to know, I know I did not spend the kids' um, juice box money, you know? Right? Mm-hmm. And then savings account number one is for emergency savings. So you want to have anywhere from three months, six months to a year of emergency savings, depending upon the industry that you're in. How quickly can you replace your income? If you're a nurse, like my mom before she retired, three months is enough. You're an engineer like my sister, six months to 12 months might be ideal. So that's the first savings account. And the second savings account is your goals savings account. So it could be this, 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 um, a fourth account might be multiple accounts. So you might have a, a, a savings account for um, travel. You might have one so you can start investing, so you can buy a house. So so um, spending, checking, bills checking, emergency savings, goal savings. And so what I had my husband do once we got married, because I was like, okay, I need you to be more financially responsible. And I realized, you know what? I need to show him how to budget without budgeting. We just did the math on paper on how much he had to put in each account. I was like, take this paper with you. To the nice lady at HR, you see? <laughs> Wait, what's your sign? Are you a Capricorn? You I'm a Libra. Huh? Libra. Libra, oh. I'm a same. Libra. Everything is beautiful and must be organized. <laughs> balance, balance. It's all about balance. balance. You know what Libra right? Is your closet labeled like my mother? She's a Libra. No. Honestly, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I'm the total mess. Okay. <laughs> right? So, um, so I, so I, you know, I told him, like, you know, go tell the people this is where, where, where you're going to put the money. And so now he loves it because it's a budget without budgeting. Literally, his money used to come in, land in one account. Now, um, his, his, his um, job would only let him split up to four. Some places will only let you split up to two. Mm. And some places will only let you do one, and that's okay because then you could do the split yourself. Once it lands, you could have those transfers happen automatically. Especially mm. as a parent, you're so busy. Automation is a new discipline. Let it be your BFF, right? Mm. And so as a result, all he cares about and all he has to think about is that first checking account, the one attached to the debit card. He can do whatever he wants with that because he knows that's his spending money. And he knows, did I pay the bills? Sure did. Did I contribute to um, our emergency account? Sure did. Did I contribute to our goals? Sure did. So when I see him with, you know, new Jordans on, I don't, I used to be like, um, so, uh, so those are cute. So, excuse me, sir. Um, get the... But, was right? that our vacation I, fund or? Right. But now I know it's not. I know that he swiped his card, you know, and, and it was money that was set aside for those types of purchases. I'm telling you, it just alleviates. We never really argued over money before, but I'm not going to lie. There was tension before about like, well, how, how much did you spend on that? But what about this? And now I'm not worried about it because I know that the money is landing and that the money that he's using is allocated for him and the money that I'm using is allocated for me. I love, to me, in a relationship, I love a me, you, us. That's what I like to think about money in a, mm. in a relationship. You don't have to share accounts if you don't want to, but if you are in a partnership, like a long-term partnership, especially if you're living together, there's already an us. You're paying bills likely together. So me, you, us is what I like to think about with money. I think so many people, because um, I remember like, well, when I had a job that had HR, them giving me options to have like, you could put this much into this account. I'm like, bitch, mm-hmm. I'm putting all that in this one motherfucking account because yes. I need every penny. I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people sometimes like, you're like, I don't make enough money to put a certain mm-hmm. amount of money here. Like this is money that I need. Or if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, but it's yes. just like, you have to start somewhere to even begin that process. And I think for a lot of people, that's so scary because we're always like 
we're always functioning from a place of scarcity. You know, what if mm-hmm. I don't have enough to do this? And it's also like, you don't, you're, 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 you don't want to do the, you know, the noodle diet. You're like, well, if I want to go do this, I want to have the money, you know, <laughs> and not really thinking long term. I've been listening, you know, short term L's, long term wins. Okay? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to take the short term L for the long term W. And I'll say this, I have lived paycheck to paycheck. I have lived under paycheck to paycheck where my bill said 10 and my money said 8. I'm mm-hmm. like, since I need you to catch up. So if you are in that position, and, and, and honestly, that's okay, because that's what happens. Like, literally, in Get Good With Money, there's a section that says, but what if I'm broke, broke, <laughs> right? Right, because that's it happens. And so if you are broke, broke, honestly, which means that the money you make in, in every month is not enough to cover your basic bills, then you have to look at money differently. And this is, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to give you permission for some things to be late, because what else can you do? So you are going to look at your budget, and you're going to ask yourself, what are my health and safety bills? The bills that I must pay to maintain my health, to maintain my safety. So literally, there were times when I would look and I'd be like, there's not enough. Verizon, get off my back. Girl, what part of there's not enough? You're just going to have to wait because I have to buy my asthma pump. I have to pay um, this rent because I have to have a place to live. I have to buy food. And if there's something left over, okay. But here's the thing. I used to call those companies and let them know I don't have it. Is there a hardship program? Some of them said yes and put me on it, and some of them didn't, and they still kept calling me because, you know, they want their money, and I understand. And I went, and I used to send those companies a cease and desist letter because I was like, look, I'm not going to let you stress me out, Zen. But what I will Wait, like you to do Wait, you wrote them a cease and desist letter? The fuck? Sis! Wait, send me the template. Yeah, I know, for real, though, because here's why. I know it sounds so crazy because other financial folks won't tell you this, but here's the thing. Just because you owe someone, it does not allow you to harass me and to mistreat me. Mm. It's just not. Mm. It doesn't mm-hmm. give you just cause to do that. I owe you. It doesn't mean that you can call me every morning, noon, and night. It got to be like literally my phone would ring and my hand would shake. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I literally found, I Google cease <laughs> this, this letter after they called my sister at work. And my, uh-uh. sister was a, my sister was a scientist. So they try to be sneaky. They know they try to call your family to shame you. Shame. My sister was a scientist, was working on a cancer drug at the time, and she she didn't even give us her work number because she couldn't get phone calls because the company she worked for was so afraid that that they were um that they would give away those trade secrets. So she's like, "Yo, you are gonna get me fired?" So that's when I was like, "I have to do something." So I googled cease and desist letter. <clears throat> I found one. I I went down to Staples with my last little seventy five cents and I faxed it because it's important that they, you know they get it instantly. Who's- so company is this? That they got, yeah. they're really, they're, well, they but, but they, no, some of these companies are really bad. So I yes, fast, they're and here's a, it's, it's important you're ceasing the CIS letter crazy. that you do give them a way to contact you because you want them to. But I said, you can email me here and you can send me letters here. You are no longer allowed to, um, to, to call me at these numbers or any numbers. And by law, there's something called the Fair Debt Collections Practices Act, right? <clears throat> and so that those, there's a collection of laws that, that are there to help you, the person that might owe. And so in, that, in those laws, one of them is that if you request, formally request that a debt collector stop calling you, they must buy law or they are breaking the law. Mm. And so they, they are very clear on that. Mm-hmm. So I sent the letter and within a day they stopped. But yes, they could email me and, and they could mail me, which is fine because you do want to have connection with, with who you owe. And so when my life got a little better, then I started to pay. I mean, I just, you, you can't squeeze, what is it? You can't squeeze blood from a turnip. Like, if I don't have it, I, you have to take care of yourself. 
you have to put your mask on first. If you have children, you have to make sure your kids have a safe place to, to live, food to eat. You know, like, so I, I'm sorry, Cable. I get it. And I know I owe you. I'm not saying I'm not going to pay you, but I'm not going to prioritize you over my child. Right, I'm not going right. to prioritize you over my health and safety. It's okay to say that. And I promise you, you know, once you find yourself a little woosah, and then you learn to earn. So that's number, um, step number five in financial wholeness. So financial wholeness is, so in Get Good With Money, it's 10 steps to financial wholeness. So step number five is learning to earn because you do have to learn to earn. Because when you don't have enough money at the end of the month, you either have a spend too much issue or you have a don't make enough issue. Mm. And I, I suspect for most parents, quite honestly, it's likely a don't make enough issue. So you do want to learn to earn, which is something that I teach you. <clears throat> and so over time, you learn to earn and then you have enough and then you re-engage the people that you owe. That's what I did. I remember literally... I, there was a bunch of folks that I owed, and slowly but surely, as I learned to earn, I was able to re-engage and say, okay, how much is it that I owe? Can I work out a settlement? This is what I have. This is what I can do. Next person. How much is it that I owe? It took a number of years, and now here I am. I am literally debt-free like a five-year-old. Yes. I'm talking about debt-free like my no mortgage, no car note, no student loans, Amen. like debt-free like a five-year-old. And so <laughs> it is possible in less than like seven years, I was able to accomplish that. So if you're listening and you're feeling bad and you're feeling ashamed, don't. Because I know exactly how you're feeling. I know you feel like, damn, I should have it all together. How, sis? Did they teach, was there money class in school? You know, no, likely no. not. And even if there was, okay. Like the first time you rode your bike, did you not fall? Imagine right. yelling at your kid when they're learning to walk, like, girl, get your legs together. <laughs> girl, yeah. what you doing? You can't walk yet. You, just, you came out three months ago. Shit. Right? But we, we, we don't have those expectations, right? We give our children the grace and the space to learn. We need to do the same for ourselves. Give your, yourself the grace and the space to learn. I promise you it makes life so much easier. And there is light on the other side of the financial tunnel. I promise. Because I'm over here waving like, come on, sis. It's cute over here. Right. It's, it is cute. You look all happy it's, and glowing. It's, it's and glowing. I, I was living anxiety free. I'm trying to live anxiety free. Okay? And, and a lot of times I think that anxiety uh, from people calling and stressing you out, because I know I have an avoidance motherfucking issue and I will avoid it and then mm -hmm. get the shakes or get like my, my palm sweat when I think about like someone calling to collect some shit. And it's just it, the whole thing makes you not deal with it. And that yeah. doesn't help either. They'll, they'll add they'll add fees, they'll add, add late fees. They'll start taking yeah. that shit straight out of your bank account. Mm -hmm. So there are just so many things that... Um, Again, with driving back with the affirmation was today about yeah. shame. And it's like, yeah. sometimes you have to look shame in the face and just say, okay, look, hello, hello, Verizon, listen. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, and, and make that call instead of avoiding it, declining that call, declining mm -hmm. that call, not opening that letter. And we all have done it, you know. There is really mm -hmm. no shame because everyone has done it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We're not like we born have. with the, we don't have, the school doesn't teach us. A lot of times our nope. parents don't teach us. And mm -hmm. we are students, you know, we are babies in this, in this space because exactly. it's not something we've done. But with the idea of learning to earn, like, is that mm -hmm. like a matter of like, like finding a, a new job, a side hustle, a side hustle like tapping a into mix. like what you're good at or like. So get good with money. I teach you this. I show you a bunch of ways to learn to earn. First, I show you that like, if you currently have a job, that's one of the best places to see if you can increase what you earn. So I show you how do you negotiate, how do you prepare to negotiate for potentially to earn more money, to earn like um, to earn a raise, to get a raise, or to be moved up into a position that, that pays you more, right? So you want to look currently at where you are. But then also, too, you might look for a side hustle. So in the back of my mind, and everyone should do this in the back of their minds, you should have a, 
get out of jail or, or like the um what is it like when you want to break the glass great break the glass in, in case of emergency you should have that in the back of your mind and and behind the glass is a side hustle that you can enact like for me now currently let's just say shit hits the fan i'm like ah i know for a fact that i can go on social media and say who would like to do some one-on-one um with me as their for their finances right so i'm not doing that now because i don't need to but i know that i can and i can make money regularly doing so when I was a preschool teacher, because I taught preschool for, for 10 years before I became the budgetista, um, my, my, my break the glass was I could tutor and I could babysit. And I used to do that when money was low, because who doesn't want an active, fun, vivacious, cute preschool teacher, right, to babysit their kids, right? So it was easy to be like, hey, anybody need any babysitting? And so I used to make a few thousand dollars a summer during the summer when money was low and I wasn't teaching. And so like, so that's, that, those are the two ways that you can really start leaning in to make money, to learn, to earn. Cause you have to practice that as well. Having just one source of income is not enough. It's okay to have one source of income, but you should always have a, if I had to, and I already kind of already have that backup. Like, you know, I'm really good at baking cakes. Everybody tells me I could do that. You know, dinners are my thing. I could do that. You know what? My friend is always asking me. If I'll help her, you know, with her makeup, you know, I could so, certainly do makeup on the side. So knowing what those things are, like I have a friend of mine, she's a single mom with two little ones, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and um, she's super smart. So one of the things she's been doing is she has been learning to um, to get uh, contracts from the government. So she's taking like these free classes online and she's like, oh, wow, like literally the government sometimes is looking for pencils and they're like, we'll pay $30,000 for pencils. And then she'll go online and be like, hey, is there a place I could order pencils for $10,000? And then the government is like, then so she learned to write contracts for those types of contracts to say, hey, government, yes, I can send you pencils for, for, um, for uh, $30,000. And then she sends them the pencils that she was able to order for the, for the 10, you know? And so that, that's something that she learned. That's her hustle on the side to be like, okay, I can learn. And I know another friend, my friend, um, Tila, she was a single mother and she learned to start investing. So trading. So she got, she, so at her job that was really treating her poorly. Cause she was like, they don't, they don't respect the fact that I actually have children. And so she was like, um, so she's like, she saved up as much as she could. And she started to practice like, okay, I'm saving up money and I'm going to practice investing. It took her a year to, to get like, you know, to a place where she felt comfortable. She was able to quit, take that money that she saved up and trade. So trading is when you buy and sell actively in the market. Like you, you buy at $2 and then you sell at five and then you buy again at $4 and then you sell at nine. So she was living off of the money she was making from trading because she told herself, you know what? I don't want to stay in this situation, situation and circumstance. I want to be here for my children. I want to work at a job or, or make money in a way where I could still be this active mom. So there are ways out there for you to um, to make additional income. You just have to be right. I think that's the thing too is that people get so you know, uh, I guess stuck in their ways essentially, and it's it and like fearful. Like I don't know if I could do that. Could I do that? And it's like if you don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, you have to evaluate what you can and cannot handle, and what you can and cannot do. You know. Um, I waitressed for a long time, at, like during and after college, and it was such quick, easy money. You know, I would just like make three hundred dollars a night, blow that shit, go back to work, do it again, and then at the end of the college, I didn't have shit to show for it. You know, I was I had made thousands of dollars and was like doing a bunch of nothing, but I, I hadn't anything to show for it. And I, I attempted to finish college, that didn't work out. My parents stopped paying and didn't tell me. 
I'm like, damn, what am I going to do? I was in a different city. You know, I was alone and I started waitressing. That was my savior. But when I moved back home, A, I was super embarrassed to move back home because I was like, I didn't even I didn't even come back with the shit I went to go get, which was a degree. <laughs> um, and then I started waitressing again. But I, I, I like I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go get a trade and so I went to esthetician school I found like the cheapest esthetician school I could find was like the LAUSD version and I was like one thing's for certain three things for sure if I get this shit done in nine to twelve months at least I'll have it and no one can take it from me and that's what I did and I've had like I I do lashes I do brows but like you know, I took I, I I knew I had to do something or else I was going to be waitressing forever. And I was realizing quickly like that wasn't my and I couldn't do that forever. And so it's just like so I think sometimes people are unwilling to like take the risk to take the time and invest in themselves a little bit. And sometimes you've got to pay a little bit to come out and have, you know, the trade or the certificate or, or whatever. So I think sometimes, you know, you have to think out of the box. You can't always rely on this. Um, these jobs, these corporate companies to pay your bills because the truth is a lot of times they don't give a shit. They don't care about you and little Johnny, you know, and, um, and, and they're nice for like if you love what you're doing and there's human resources and there's a 401k and there's health insurance because that's another thing like, oh, God, I'm stressed. I don't have health insurance. Um, no, honestly, Mila, that's good because here's the thing. Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit. I know you feel like, oh, I can't handle it. I'm like, I'm sorry. You didn't, you didn't give birth to a whole human being? You know, like, do you get dressed every day? You brush your teeth. You make sure this one eats. You make sure we tell, isn't that so crazy that like women will tell us, oh, I can't, I'm sorry. Who pushes out whole babies through their vaginas? <laughs> <laughs> You're built strong and built for tough. <laughs> right? True. No, but for real you. So what I find with women when it comes to money, that it is not a capability issue. Of course you're capable, you know, for you to have the wherewithal to say, you know what? Wow. I was cut off, the finances were cut off. I'm gonna waitress. And to be able to make tips, make money, and then for you to be like, you know what? To have the wherewithal to say, you know what? I don't I can see forward and I'd like something different. Let me get something that can't be taken. When you said that, I'm like, there's nothing more genius because that's exactly what happens when you learn something that it can never be taken from you, no matter what. And then for you to go get your esthetician's license, and now you have that, and now every girl wants a lash and a brow and all the things, you know? So I just, to me, it shows me that what you're saying about yourself is not true because that's not how you're navigating in life. It's just not. It's just that because as a mom and as a woman, you're like, I just got to get it done. But then when it comes to this, you're like, oh, I just, no. That meal is like, girl, what are you talking about? We boss up every single day, right? <laughs> Don't we eat, you know? Because if you were someone who were like, because the way you navigate, say, like your bills, then like, I'm just going to avoid. Imagine you said that when it came to food and shelter. You would be hungry and homeless. Like, I just, I just, we just won't eat. We just won't eat tonight. You don't do that. So you right. have that in you. I want you to bring that meal up over to here. And so for those of you who are listening, you are the Mila as well. I want you to understand that sometimes it's a confidence issue, but it's not a capability issue. Mm. You are more than capable. You are, I promise you, you are. And sometimes we just need that guidance. Honestly, it's the reason why, you know, like I teach. It's the reason why I started the Budget Nista. It's the reason why I wrote Get Good With Money because I wanted like women like y'all who I knew had the capability and if they just had like literally like a sister girl to hold her hand and say, okay, girl, just do this. Don't worry about all the other stuff. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Don't worry about them other people. Send a cease and desist. Tell them go away. We're working on some things right now. <laughs> like, just do this. Step one, we're going to work on your budget. So these are the 10 steps to financial wholeness. It's budget. That's one. Two, savings. 
three um, credit, four debt, five learning to earn. So that's, those are the foundational components of financial wholeness. And you're like, okay, we got that. And then I walk you through the next one. <clears throat> Six, investing. Um, uh, seven, getting good with money. Eight, net worth. Nine, getting your money team. Ten, um, estate planning. And so that's the, that's the next level of fin um, financial wholeness. And so needing someone to walk you through, and that's what, it's like the ad uh, ultimate adulting guide, get good with money. Because I walk you through, you hear the way I talk now is the way I talk in the, in the book. Like there's no financial jargon. It's really just walking you through step by step these 10 components of your financial life. It, it's going to create the most amazing financial foundation that you can have. So when things come, because things are going to come, we're adults, that you will have the strong foundation so you can't be easily shaken. You know, that you can weather financial storms, you can weather financial winters, and, and you can grow this humongous, beautiful financial house. That's what I want for, because I speak to women. That's what I want for all women. I want you to understand that you are capable. You might not be confident right now, but I will help you with the confidence, but you are more than capable of achieving your financial goals. I'm so excited to get, get good with money because <laughs> I am like pumped. And you know, we talk a lot about manifestation and like, you know, visualizing our goals. And like, I personally am always talking about being on a yacht um, <laughs> with my friends and like yacht money, yacht money. And I'm not really sure how I'm going to get, like knowing how I'm going to get there, but don't have the financial steps. But even this conversation has made me really pumped and motivated to, um, because I, I do, I, I want to have a net worth of 250 million. I do want to have an estate so that when we leave our kids, they have, you know, mm -hmm. I've, we, we live in the Valley. I have a lot of friends who have trust funds and, mm -hmm. and, you know, turned 18 and 21 and <laughs> bought homes and, you know, or financially prepared because their parents were preparing them. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, that's why people shit, but it's not. <laughs> It's you know, not. and it's not it's just what I, what I've seen, and it, mm -hmm. and it's just like I, I've I've never just seeing that and saying that was so detrimental to what I want long term, and it's really prevented me from digging in, getting a shovel, and being like, where where are we gonna start? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm just like, and even prior to this month, because we talk about a lot of things and dispelling shame in a lot of areas, but like we don't really talk finances. And like mm -hmm. my first introduction to finance was like Susie Orman, this white woman, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm just so happy that you're in, you're doing this, you're making this, you're making this accessible to us. And because mm -hmm. times is changing, baby, and we're all about to be on the yacht. We need a new face of personal finance. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the budget Nisa. Okay. <laughs> and honestly, I would love to like, yeah, like make sure you, you send me your address. Cause I will, I will send you a copy of Get Good With Money. Cause I, I, I want to see the progress. I want to see y'all rock and roll. Cause uh, to me, like, you know, you, women we are leaders we're the first teachers and the first leaders in our community so as you guys work through it you know i encourage you to bring your audience along because it's, it's important for people to see that you don't have to be perfect this is what i love about financial wholeness you don't have to be perfect you don't have to make a lot of money it's not about how much money you make you can achieve all aspects of financial wholeness it doesn't matter what you do for a living none of those things matter you can achieve financial wholeness as a 21 year old just graduating college you can achieve financial wholeness as a doctor making $300,000 a year. You can achieve financial wholeness as a teacher making $50,000 a year. It, because I, I hate when things are exclusive, right? So meaning that information in particular. So people think like, well, all I have to do is, is just strive for financial freedom. I get a pile of money. I don't got to work anymore. Honestly, that's not enough because guess what? I achieved financial freedom. I had gotten myself a pile of money enough to not work anymore, and I was a whole financial mess. My insurance was like, oh, girl, we hope don't nobody slip and fall because all your money gone. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like my estate plan was like, I hope you want your sisters to be pulling each other's hair out for your money because mm-hmm. what's, where's your will, sis? And I was like, ooh, snap. So there were other, there were aspects <laughs> even in my life that were a mess. And that's when, that's when the light bulb came on for financial wholeness because I thought, oh, financial freedom ain't really where it's at. I mean, it's great to work toward that, but it's not enough that like you have to holistically take care of your financial life, Tiffany, if you're going to be okay. And so I, I think that financial freedom is for some people might achieve that, but financial wholeness, all people, all women can achieve financial wholeness. I almost like the way when you describe this, I'm almost thinking of it as like, you know, not, not a diet, but like going on a good, like a well eating plan. Like we, yes. we spend so much time thinking about our, you know, our wellness and our bodies. Well, some people do, and we go in and out of taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but like having the, like the wholeness of like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I need to be healthy. I need to eat these veggies. I need this. Yes. Let me analyze why is my stomach hurt all the time? Oh, probably because I need to eliminate dairy. I mean, I don't know why mm-hmm. suddenly it's like equating food to like financial wholeness. No, but you're way. right. Like, well, like the wholeness of, of being a balanced human being in right. general. I can't yep. be really successful at work and just be like this really, you know, great mom and great wife or whatever and or great like literary person, but I'm also I'm failing in other areas of my life. Yes. If my body doesn't feel good, if my budget yes. isn't good, if my finances are good, if my child's not taken care of, if something mm-hmm. happens to me, I have neglected an area of myself and the, I've mm-hmm. not achieved balance. And I think we, we neglect that so much because we don't hear it this way. But yes. there's, there's so many areas of our lives that have to be worked on for us to achieve that ultimate wholeness. Yes. Um, especially, and I think it's, it's, we have a huge responsibility as mothers and as parents because those conver- that's, this is our opportunity to, to break generational trauma yes. and cycles. And um, so I, my, my daughter won't be like, that's white people shit. No, that's mm-hmm. your shit. This yes. is your shit, you know? That is so important because it isn't white people shit. It's just people shit. And these are mm-hmm. things that um, are so important. So so I'm yes. so as your accountability partner. Oh, now you're okay. Now we're back on. <laughs> as your we're accountability back on, partner, on again. I'm going to encourage you to go through. Well, we're going to do this in our own business. So go through and like what our costs are exactly right now, right? And like mm-hmm. what we're bringing in. But also to take a step further in your own personal finances and in mine, we need to go through our bank statement this month. Mm-hmm. See what we're spending. Let's wait till the 50. They just pay rent. <laughs> See? <laughs> Don't avoid. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm your accountability <laughs> partner. Um, and, and see, like, just so we, like, you have a clear, and I have a clear, too, like, what exactly am I spending money on? And like, and I, I want to take it even up a notch because okay. uh, Tiffany's book came out yesterday, which mm-hmm. I'm about to dig into immediately. Yes. And I would like for our audience and the people listening, uh, I want you to get the book, A, eh? and I would really like if we could do be accountability partners on Patreon together. Oh, yes. yes. I would really like for us to like really embark on this. I know mm-hmm. we've like, um, we, we had EYL on. Um, they have an academy that me and Erica have uh, uh, registered for, and mm-hmm. we've, we've committed to each other that we can't just be talking this shit and actually yeah. not exercising it or else we'd be like hypocrites. So I really want to encourage everybody listening to purchase Tiffany's book. Um, that came out yesterday. Yeah, and you can go to getgoodwithmoney.com. That's where you can purchase it. 
Awesome. And let's all get good mo- get good with money when together. Are we, are we starting April 1st? Um, let's give them an opportunity to get the book. Let's okay. start April 15th. Okay. Oh, which okay. is around, isn't that tax like tax season? season? Yeah. Oh, perfect yes. timing. Yes. <laughs> oh, another source <laughs> of my anxiety. Awesome. Oh. But th- yeah. th- there's, oh God, don't. But there's no, there's no better time than now, especially because we just watched this year that we all had. And like, that was the source of my anxiety because I, I do work for myself. I don't have like a backup plan and I'm like. I, I like as was mo- a lot of as were a lot of people. There was fucking panic. Are, are we, do we have toilet paper? Do I have a savings? <laughs> do I have gold? No, you know. So it's just like I I really want to encourage just like black women and black people and people of color yes. in general to yep. to to get on and do this shit because um th- it's a revolution happening. It there is, is a shift happening. A financial and, revolution. We and it's time. We are the ones that are going to save ourselves, and we have we we have the ability to do so. And so, like, I'm just really excited about seeing how many of us are like getting on the train. Like, I was just talking that. So, I have a I have a podcast called Brown Ambition, where my podcast um, partner Mandy, uh, we talk about money, career, and life in this brown skin, and we're just seeing more and more. Um, black and brown uh, women mostly like really getting like want and asking because we we get we take questions from the audience and the questions they're asking are just so awesome because it shows that like these women are like I'm I'm wanting to do better I'm wanting Mm -hmm. to learn more please show me and so I just it honestly it warms my heart because 10 years ago like nobody wanted to hear when I started the budgetista and so I'm just I love the fact that just how many women are flooding in because it gives me hope because it if you really want to change a family, you have to change a woman. If you want to change a community, you have to change a woman. If you want to change a neighborhood, you have to change a woman. If you want to change a nation, you have to change a woman. It's through women all things change, and so and all things grow and flow through. So I just thank you, ladies, for having me on. Thank you so much. I can't much. wait for you to get good with money and to go get good with money and go get yes, good. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can't wait either. I'm ex- for the first time in my life, I'm feeling pumped and not like anxious as hell so i'm very excited i I will see you on the yacht yes (laughs) yes where would you like to where would you like to uh bank i mean oh no let's go to um, i always wanted to go to um oh what is that place um it's in Italy. It's like the, uh, the Amalfi Coast. Oh, yes. yes. We will see you in the Amalfi Coast. Yes. We will have the big yacht. We will sail the ocean, and it will be amazing, and we'll be debt-free. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You guys, so make sure you go follow the Budget Nista. We'll leave all of her information in the um, episode description. Make sure to go join our tribe at Patreon because we are going to do this. So if you haven't joined the tribe at Patreon, that's patreon.com backslash Choices. Thank you, Tiffany. Um, I'm, I'm such, I've been such a fan for so long. I'm so great, grateful that you came on and just gave us all this knowledge. So thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. All the, all the love and success for your book and, and beyond and beyond. And that's it. (laughs) Thank you ladies. It's been (laughs) awesome. All right. Take care. Hey guys, have you joined Patreon where we offer even more juicy content? Yes, y'all. We have secret episodes, secret segments, and some very personal blog posts that we don't share on the interwebs. So make sure you go check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash goodmomsbadchoices. Here's a little sneak peek. It's like a time of big of power that's been buried. And so I felt really 
compelled to start teaching this in my community and explaining the powers that we had during this time. So in when you're menstruating, that's the time where you can manifest much more rapidly and be more intentional of what you're doing. If you don't set your intentions while you're, you have to set your intentions while you're menstruating. After you menstruate, we enter the 